Hello, and welcome to the Range Project Podcast. My name is Chris McGrory, and I'm currently a senior on the baseball team at Harvard, studying psychology and economics. And normally, in these conversations, I'm talking with the amazing people around me at Harvard and trying to learn what makes them tick so you and I can apply them in our own lives. But today is a little different. I'm flying solo on this one, tackling a question I sometimes pose to my guests for myself. In this one, I share some new productivity routines I have. And maybe this format becomes something more regular. Please let me know what you think. But regardless, hopefully you get something out of this one. So please enjoy. So Chris, what's a new belief, habit, or routine that has most positively impacted your life? I'll give two, both in the domain of productivity, which is important for me, not so I can do more and more, but so I have time to do what I actually want. So first, it has to be the combination of airplane mode and downloaded Spotify playlists. So this started around the new year and was born out of me being frustrated with the lack of progress in my workouts of all things. I had totally plateaued on the number of pull-ups I could do, pull-ups historically being my worst enemy, and I didn't know why. Well, on a call with a good friend, I realized I wasn't as focused as I was in the past. My mind was elsewhere, responding to texts, crafting emails, planning what I would do later in the day, whatever. Lifts just weren't the escape from the world and mental recharge that they used to be when I went to the gym and left my phone in the locker room or in my bag. So I experimented with downloading a Spotify playlist of mine and turning my phone on airplane mode. I can't tell you how big a difference it made. Not only did I feel like I was getting more out of the workout from being more focused and able to push myself a little harder, but mentally I felt a huge sense of relief from being disconnected from the world for an hour or two. So I played around with the idea last semester, but now I've really taken it to my personal and school life. I'll say it again. I've never been so productive in an hour. Some of my favorite playlists that I'll link are Pixar film scores. That gives you nostalgia plus focus. Spotify's classical focus is great for like some deep, deep work, like writing philosophy papers deep. My study lo-fi beats playlist has been a staple for me for a while. And for fun, classic hip hop instrumentals is another great playlist. But regardless of the music, the key for me is the fact that this system creates undistracted blocks of time. This definitely works for micro bursts of focus, like 20 minutes with the Pomodoro method, but I find it takes me longer to get into the flow of deep work. So 
I like doing this for 60 to 90 minutes chunks of time. And on that note, I would recommend reading Cal Newport's books, Deep Work and Digital Minimalism. So with this system, I'm basically giving myself permission to not immediately respond to that text or that email that usually grabs my attention. Before, even if I had my phone and computer on Do Not Disturb, just knowing I was one tap away or seeing the notification badge on a desktop icon always shifted my focus away from the task at hand. There wasn't necessarily a time cost to these notifications. I wouldn't respond to everyone I saw, but there was definitely an attentional cost. Every time my mind would drift off of whatever I was working on, it would take mental energy to get back on track. And now I recognize that these small costs were absolutely crushing my productivity. I was so much less efficient, meaning projects I needed to get done were taking longer than necessary and just eating away at time I had to do the things I wanted to get done. And this is related to another idea I've been thinking a lot about, which is Parkinson's law. Basically, it's the idea that something will take however long you allocate for it. That's why deadlines are so powerful. Like You never thought you could write so much until you're forced to submit that paper on time, right? So paradoxically, less time usually equals more efficiency. So with these undistracted periods of time, I'm setting self-imposed deadlines. That's how I think of it. And I've read that Teddy Roosevelt had a similar method when he was at Harvard, setting aside uninterrupted blocks for time of intensely focused study sessions followed by extracurricular activities arrest so that's kind of cool but now i'm realizing it's not about how much time i spend on something it's about how intentional and focused i am in that time so i mean reading writing working on research like whatever it is that's hard enough like, why make it harder by stretching the pain over longer periods of time just so I can, what, like respond to a notification within the minute? It just doesn't make sense. And that is why I've very much enjoyed the combination of airplane mode and downloaded Spotify playlists. But I told you I'd give you two. And another routine I'm playing with is goal setting. I used to be a diehard disciple of to-do lists until I realized they just weren't helping me reach my goals. Sure, I mean, I'd feel productive checking off items from my list, but there was no hierarchy to the items. I could justify that answering my email was just as productive as starting to build my website because they occupied like the same value on my to-do list. And I mean, basically I just had no priorities. I never checked in with myself and really asked like where I wanted to head. So without that direction, I was prey to all the small things that come up in day-to-day -day life that just grab our attention. So what do I do now? I have three levels of goal setting. So the first level, each quarter, 
I set goals to make my priorities. For me, this quarter, my priorities, which after relationships, which is always number one, it went secure a job, the podcast, my school grades, and finally outside reading. And that gave me a hierarchy of importance that helped me decide what to do when debating how to use my chunks of time. And it might sound crazy, but on more than one occasion, I actually went back to the page in my journal and checked in with my rankings. And that pushed me to spend time on LinkedIn or craft a job-related email or write a cover letter or whatever it was. This is important because doing a reading response for school or research for a podcast guest is way more immediately gratifying and therefore attractive than an hour spent on the job search. But I wanted a job. That was number one. And the next level in probably the biggest and most impactful change for me has been weekly goals. Why I never did this before, I have no idea. Before, I was so caught up in, like, quote unquote, being productive every day that I would feel bad if I didn't get to everything. It was like the one thing that wasn't crossed off on my to do list was like a neon sign distracting me from feeling good about all the other things on my list that I did get done in that day. And this was a problem because it got in the way of me being flexible and open to saying yes on the spur of a moment for a walk with somebody or grab food or hop on a long FaceTime or whatever. So basically weekly goals force me to ask myself, like, does this need to get done today? And look, I'm a 22-year-old college kid. Most of the things I put on my plate are like voluntary. So like nine times out of 10, it's a no. It can just be pushed to the next day. And for me at home, this weekly goals looked like an index card with around four items and a little box next to each tacked up on my bulletin board next to my desk. And even better, at school, my roommate and I have them written up on a small whiteboard on our dorm room door. And number one, you just can't avoid it. And number two, I have the social pressure of Matt knowing I didn't do what I say I would. And that accountability is super powerful. And finally, each day I set micro goals. Basically, the one or two things that if I get done, will make the day a success. Again, this is just a tool to guide me back when my brain that's addicted to checking things off tells me to do the easier task on my list. So yes, admittedly, I have a to-do list, but it's really just a brain dump of all the things that I could do that day. Upcoming homeworks, readings, texts and emails to send, and plus bigger things to get done. And so that list then gives me the options to select from for my daily goals. So together, they guide the daily schedule I put together for myself. And shout out to a John Fish video and Cal Newport for the idea of like rethinking to-do lists. So I still love my to-do list, but 
A, it's not the only thing I write out in the morning now that I have goals. And B, the to-do list is attached to a schedule. So it's grounded in reality and helps me understand what I can actually get done in the day. And that protects myself from putting a million things on the list and inevitably coming up short. Okay, together this might all sound effing crazy, but I do all this because it gets me out of my own head, saves me from making decisions throughout the day, and gives me freedom to do what I actually want to during the day. And this is just what works for me. I mean, I am in no position to prescribe anything, and honestly, I change it up and iterate myself. But if something resonated with you, try it out and let me know. Also, reach out if you have your own tactics like this so we can nerd out and share ideas or whatever. And if you hate these ideas, sure, let me know too. It's always good for me to hear other perspectives. And with all that said, I hope you enjoyed this shorter and new style episode of the podcast. Like I said, just something I'm experimenting with. So let me know what you think. And as always, you can find links, show notes, and more fun stuff like books I've read on my website at chrismcgrory.net. Thank you for listening and see you next time.